Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast, brought to us by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Tim Edwards, joined by Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, Sean Matheson. How are you, Sean? Good, thanks, Tim. Great to be here. It's been a couple of weeks since Mm. we had the Dogcast, so a fair bit's been going on in those last few weeks. There has been a lot going on. We're going to touch on that uh, coming up shortly. Uh, We're going to chat about everything that's been going on in the last couple of weeks in Greyhound Racing. We're going to preview the big night at Angle Park on Thursday night, the uh, Group 3 2021 Brian Johnston final. Of course, we've had the heats and the semis over the last couple of weeks, so we're looking forward to chatting about that particular race. Uh, we're also going to look back at what's been a massive month of Greyhound Racing. Of course, I think the last show we were talking about the Gawler Cup, so we're going to talk yep. about the Gawler Cup result as well. Cast our eye over our best bets, of course, for Thursday night's program. Hopefully we can find a winner or two. And our interview this week is going to be with Cherylee Barber. We haven't spoke to Cherylee before. Um, she's got a great chance of winning the feature with Zinfandel Bart on Thursday night. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Yeah, the Week in Review is always brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our Gap SA Greyhounds and the Gap Prison Programs. They're based right here in South Australia. If you want to check them out, check out their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au. For more information, Sean, it's been a big couple of weeks in greyhound racing in South Australia. We've had the heats and the semis of the Brian Johnston, the final coming up Thursday night. But if we turn our attention back uh, maybe three weeks ago, we were chatting about the Gawler Cup and what a fantastic race it was. And Victor Grosso, who was able to charge through and, and get the result. Well, fortunately, Tim, on our show, we spoke to Tony Rasmussen yep. about um, his chances and and. Um, as our strike rate has been going uh, mm. in recent times, um, come on the show and you run a, a really good chance of winning the feature race. And Tony was able to get the job done with Victor Grosso. Um, we, we've endlessly spoken about this litter, what a wonderful litter they've been. But mm. Grosso looks to have taken that next step, yep. um, won the Group 3, was a, a unbelievably good performance. I mean, mm. showed a little bit of speed, but then found himself out wide on the track midfield, but then really got motoring the last little bit and, and raced away from him in a, in a very impressive Group 3 win. Um, the Rasmussen team just rolls on. Rosie Red for... Fantastic uh, run. Oh, mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, showed plenty of speed. Uh, a dog with so much ability for, for Bosco and Christine. And then, of course, Victor Hayden rounded out the top three, and Victor Hayden is progressing really well. We've shown what the dog can do, stepping up to the 595 at Angle Park and uh, really exciting times. But... Um, definitely that field came and went, ran fourth. Victor Reed ran fi- such depth through that final. A great addition of the Group 3. Mm, yeah, Victor Grosso. Loved the way he just picked up and accelerated just off the back. Uh, Rosie Red got away with a good lead and, oh, he was so good. So very, very good, Victor Grosso, the way he was able to charge up, grab uh, Rosie Red and just charge away. He's a very promising dog, as Tony Rasmussen mentioned he was uh, from memory of the opinion that Grosso and Hayden were probably going to be the best yep. two of the litter. I reckon he's spot on there with his uh, assumption there. Um, the Gawler Classic was on the same night, uh, the sprint race, and gee, zipping Walter. Uh, boy, did we get a bit of a shock <laughs> to see him come out the way he did. I, I, I gave him a chance, Sean, yep. as you know, and um, when I saw him lead... Uh, there were some big bets landed that night. Uh, punters got all over him. Yeah, as you mentioned, you called him. You couldn't mm. believe that he was able to find the front. And pretty much once he found the front, that was it all over. Um, yeah. And so people who did support him, and they did support him heavily, as you mentioned, would have been sitting back and just a pretty, pretty much an easy watch. Mm. Uh, over the 400 metres at, at Gawler, clearly uh, at that level, if you can find the front, 
you're very hard to beat. And he was super strong. 22.79, a great run for the Rawlings team. Patch for N- Nicole Price yeah, going fine. really well. Yeah. Uh, very improved Greyhound. She's a hot shot. Such high speed, this Greyhound. She's a real up-and-comer, as we already know. Uh, but, yeah, uh, once jumped to the front, it was all over for Zipping Walter. It was a great night. I must uh, commend the uh, Gawler Greyhound yeah. Racing Club, Sean, because uh, it was a fabulous night. There were people everywhere uh, on the night. It was uh, spread out you know, evenly with the COVID restrictions, but uh, it was a real atmosphere. And I must admit, by the time we got to the last race, I know some of the Rawlings uh, <laughs> uh, boys were, were up and about cheering because they had a big night and yep. uh, they won the last uh, race on the program from memory. So, uh, But it was a real good atmosphere, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was fitting that it rounded out that week of um, feature events in the northern um, region mm. with the Thoroughbreds and Harness, and we rounded it off with the Gawler Cup. And as you mentioned, Tim, a great crowd. Uh, the club did a wonderful job in promoting it, mm. getting plenty of people there, and the racing was of the highest quality. So a great week of racing in that region, and, and it, you know, hopefully that will continue year on year and just get bigger and bigger and become you know, a week-long event, which is mm. the hope. Yeah. All right. Well, before we check out the review of um, the heats and semis of the uh, Brian Johnston, just tell us about this new um, creation, I guess we can call it, of the Festival of Fire racing over the uh, December Christmas period in Greyhound Racing in South Australia. Yeah, Tim, uh, really exciting in December. Uh, For the four Thursdays of December, we're doing more around the Christmas theme anyway, getting people there, jumping castle. We've We've moved things around at Angle Park, as you know, moved the fence closer mm. to the track and got that grassed area. So it's going to be great for those four Thursdays to have plenty of things for the kids on, you know, through Christmas and the school holidays. In addition to that, um, the, the Christmas Festival Fire, from a racing point of view, comes about basically um, we had um, uh, looked to get a slot for the Phoenix mm. and what a wonderful thing the Phoenix is slot holder race going to be great on the 18th of December so at very the Meadows. similar to the Everest style in gallops very mm. much so mm. and there, there was 14 um, people uh, 14 companies re, uh, yep. expressed an interest we did we were unfortunate not to get a slot and congratulations to the eight that did it's mm. going to be great but we had the effectively the $75,000 um, budget and we felt you know, it was it was probably a, a good opportunity to put this back into SA racing mm. for our SA participants. And through this December period, we, we've looked at running some heats and finals with, um, you know, 20,000 of the winner um, um, finals, 10,000, 15,000 of the winner finals for SA trained greyhounds. Mm. So on Thursday the 16th, there is effectively four lots of heats, but the two heats are separated mm. over the 5.30 and the 5.95 on Thursday the 16th. So effectively, everyone nominates for 5.30. The best mm. 16 get in mm. for those heats, and then the next best get in for um, four remaining heats. Okay. Over the 5.95, the best 12 get in mm. for that, and then the remaining um, 16 dogs run around in those heats. And then on the Saturday, zero to five win uh, heats, as many as eight heats we can run on the Saturday morning on the 18th. Right. And they all filter into a huge night, $100,000 in total prize mm. money on offer for six finals on Thursday, the 23rd of December. So it really aligns really well with our Christmas themed mm. nights, but also that money that, that we were going to use to try and give someone an opportunity to, you know, to win the big money in Melbourne. Yep. Um, we thought, okay, well, we've got that money budgeted for. We'll filter it through this process and really try and spread it out um, so that 
you know, everyone can sort of have a crack at it. Mm. There'll also be a feature 10,000 of the winner final on the uh, the 23rd for the 730-metre stays as well. Okay. So they don't miss out. So basically through the month of December, we're going to have some feature racing pretty oh, much yeah. every Thursday night. There'll be activities for the kids on yep. course because we know that they finish school holidays pretty early this year, I think it is from memory. Um, so it's it's creating a bit of an atmosphere and a bit of theme through December, but some great prize money for the trainers up for grabs too. Absolutely, yeah, mm. perfectly summed up, Tim. Mm. I mean, uh, we probably haven't done an awful lot through that Christmas period before, mm. but the opportunities are there. With the redevelopment of the Angle Park track, it really opens up the venue, makes mm. it more conducive to, to doing things on the night, as we showed on Adelaide Cup night. So on, on these... Th- Four Thursdays, there's going to be a live band. There's going to be things for the kids, activities. Um, there's going to be um, food vans out the front. So you can come into the, the mm. restaurant, have your normal um, bistro menu, or you can come out and just get a hot dog or yep. sausages out the front, have a few beers. Um, hopefully the weather's going to be nice through mm. December and school holidays. The kids can be um, taken care of with the activities. And we're going to have high-quality racing, Tim, as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really exciting how this has all come about. And we look forward to the support of it. Yeah. Yep. That's the festival of, of fire that's going to be coming up through the month of December. So we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Just a quick one on the fixture changes, Sean. Yep. All right. Now, explain to us what's <laughs> happening here on these Sunday nights, because uh, from what I can gather, Gawler and Murray Bridge are going to split the Sundays. Is that right? Yeah. So from the 1st of December, the way the structure will work, the first two Sundays of every month will be at Murray Bridge um, at night. And Gawler will have those Fridays. And then the remaining Sundays of that month, whether it be two Sundays or three Sundays, will go to Gawler. Okay. Murray Bridge will have a Friday. So what this does, it allows back-to-back um, racing mm. um, at at a venue um, and allows each of those clubs to engage with the local community, nighttime racing on the weekend, which mm. is what we want to do and get people to the track. So um, it won't work out perfectly because sometimes with cup races and, and mm. Sunday nights, it won't necessarily work out perfectly. But effectively for the, for the listeners, um, the first two Sundays of every month will be at the bridge mm-hmm. and the remaining Sundays will be at Gawler. Okay. All right. That's the admin taken care of. Yep. Let's turn our attention back to the semifinals of the uh, Brian Johnston last week. Now, we had semifinal number one, which was taken out by Zinfandel Bart. Uh, was able to lead um, and was was strong. Held off Nike Apache, who uh, I must admit I had him probably winning mm. winning the race down the back. He, he's still a bit green, Nike Apache. I yep. called him winning his heat, and it was all over the place. And then he he semi final. He had every chance to run Zinfandel Bart down. They cleared out from the others. Blue by you, and simply chaos ran fourth. Now they ran thirty and sixty one. Did you feel the same that Zinfandel Bart held him? Yeah, I did actually. I think Zinfandel Bart is showing that he's a really hard dog to get past. Mm. Um, he's won his last three, and you know, doing pretty much doing all the bullocking work up the front. I think, like you, Tim, um, off the back Nike Apache, based on the heat run and the, the expected improvement, that it, he would go past Zinfandel Bart. Mm. But to be fair, Zinfandel Bart held Nike Apache. Yeah, and it was second look at the track for Nike Apache. Um, Thirty seventy one, still a pretty good time. Expect a little bit more improvement. Uh, but there's really not a breath between them based on the semi-final. And, and when we talk to Cherylee, I just think it was Infantil Bart. If, if he can lead, mm. he's just so hard to get past. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's a major player there. But um, Blue Bayou ran on well for third, but 12 lengths away. I can't necessarily see the, no. the remaining division playing um, a key role in the final. No, I think the first and second place getters certainly hold the key there. Semi-final two was taken out by Earthworm Jim. 
He was strong. He was able to run them down. Spring drama led was run down. And, and Zinfandel Nicky, I think, was probably best of the rest, finishing on into third. But Earthworm Jim, uh, I thought he was impressive. Yeah, I did. I agree. Mm. I think of the two Keith Helmuth performers, I think he was the more impressive. Uh, obviously, he won. Uh, but the way he did it, he didn't begin that well. He got a bit of a bump on the first turn found his way into third and then raced into second spot and then really accelerated and ran down spring drama pretty convincingly. Now, spring mm. drama uh, is a very handy type when she's out in front, um, but she's a little susceptible just at the last little bit. Mm. But Earthworm Jim did a really good job, 30.86. Um, whilst the slowest of the two semifinals, I thought the most impressive. Mm. Uh, spring drama's in Fennel Nikki again. I don't think you need to go further back. There were six lengths back to fourth. I think they're the main players. And I think the box draw, when we get to the box draw, mm. Tim, has sort of uh, made it you know, even more interesting. Uh, but definitely those top three are the ones to take out of that race. Yeah, they were the two semifinals from last Thursday night. We're going to chat about the final coming up shortly in the preview. That was the weekend review and all the admin that we've been chatting about over the last uh, few weeks and all the, the exciting things to look forward to in the next coming weeks with the Festival of Fire in December at Angle Park. That's the weekend review. Thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co. The Preview. All right, the preview this week is brought to us by the Four Nights of Christmas. Of course, we just spoke about this at Angle Park in December. Each Thursday night, we'll have uh, kids' amusements, face painting, live music, outdoor bars and food vans, barbecues and desserts, all trackside. So it is going to be a fabulous month at Angle Park on each and every Thursday night. Get your general admission tickets online at grsa.com.au slash Four Nights Christmas or... Uh, you can phone Chase's Restaurant, I guess, um, for other bookings. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think like the Adelaide Cup, Tim, we need people to get online and, yeah. and book a spot. Um, whilst it's it's outside and or inside in the restaurant, um, we still need people to, to book in, advise mm. they're coming. We know, we know how to cater for it um, and we know how many numbers we're going to have on course. I'm, I'm expecting a lot of numbers, Tim. Mm. Um, there's no reason why there shouldn't be. So I'd encourage everyone just don't necessarily just roll up and you can just roll up, but we would really prefer everyone to get online, book, yeah. book away, book your night. There's the four right nights of it. Mm. Choose a night that suits you best and come along. Hopefully you come again. Mm. Uh, but yeah, just get online and book. Yeah. It should be a fabulous month of racing at Angle Park. Right. Let's have a look at this big program to Thursday night. Um, which is tomorrow night. Ten races on the program, the feature race being race number eight, the Brian Johnston final. This is the box draw. Earthworm Jim has come up with box one. Um, number two is Zinfandel Nicky. Three, Simply Chaos. Four, Spring Drama. Five, Zinfandel Bart. Six, Nike Apache. Seven, Gary's Chaos. And number eight is Blue by You. So summarising this, Ben Rawlings has got four runners. Yep. Shirley Barber's got the one. Keith Helmuth has got the two. And Gavin Harris has got the one. And the reserves at this stage will not be required. Finnis Flash and Finnis Blossom. So for me, Sean, um, I I think I'm with Earthworm Jim. Mm -hmm. I think he was the most impressive and he's got the best box draw. But I'm I'm giving the Zinfandel Greyhounds a chance. But I think Nike Apache is probably the one dog in the race that is very green but has got a motor. I love what he did in the heat. So I'm predicting Keith Helmuth to win the event with one of his two dogs. Yeah, I agree. He's the, the main player. Um, both the, both his greyhounds started very short through the series in each of the heats and the, the semifinals. I'm leaning towards Earthworm Jim, like yourself, as 
I know pretty much know what I'm going to get with with uh, him. He's drawn mm. box one. Zinfandel Nikki's drawn two, and she'll want to get off a little bit, um, yep. leading to the first turn. Uh, he'll get a really good run, even if he misses it a little bit. He's got a longer straight to the for the five thirty meters to punch up, mm. find a position. He can he could punch up and lead, but he can sit second or third, and he's very strong on the way home. So I think he's going to get the clearest run. Mm. Zinfandel Nikki, I think she might just, she'll come out a little bit. She might just find a way back in the pack. Um, spring drama from the four, we know she begins really well for the Rawlings team, and that'll help Zinfandel Bart, who also begins really well. Mm. So I expect them to charge forward. If Zinfandel Bart leads, as we've touched on, I think he's going to be really hard to get past. So I'm looking at him for second. And the big concern is obviously Nike Apache, He's probably suited drawing six. Mm. Um, there's no speed on his outside. Both uh, Gary's Chaos and Blue Bayou don't have any speed. So he'll have plenty of room. Mm. It just depends on how he gets around that first turn, how wide he is, and then what position he can find as they enter into the back straight. So I'm leaning for him for third, but I'm, I think Earthworm Jim, because I pretty much know what he's going to get. As you mentioned, he's got the mm. best draw, and he's going to get a really good look early. So I've got him as my on-top selection. I think we've got to remember here is all these dogs are young dogs yep. and uh, they can make mistakes. So they're, they're very new, very raw. Um, so you wouldn't be totally shocked if an outsider won this either because that's the sort of race it is. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, making a Group 3 final and whilst you could look through the, the heats and semifinals and go, okay, well, through those sort of races, there wasn't the same depth as what you possibly normally see in these series. But mm. when you get to the pointy end, these races are, are dogs with plenty of ability, and if they put it all together on the night, they can win. And I was looking through the honour roll, Tim, mm. of the dogs who've won this. Last year, Fly for Tricks. We know how good he is. Um, and you go back a little bit further, On Fire, Wormburner, Ernie Bung Arrow. Mm. These are big names in SA Greyhound Racing who've come out and won this race. So no doubt um, um, the dogs that win it have plenty of ability and go yeah. on with it. So, but... They're going to need a little bit of luck, and they might undo themselves. Yeah, I think that's what the way we're both thinking as well. But uh, I'm with Earthworm Jim at this stage over Nike Apache. But um, as I said, I'd love to see one of the local dogs win it. But uh, Keith, obviously, he's got a, a couple of good chances there. The Victorians, one and six. That race, incidentally, is time to go at 9.01 South Australian time there on Thursday night. So looking forward to seeing what unfolds there. Um, it's only a 10-race car, but we do get to see a couple of nice types there go around Thursday night. We've got Victor Grosso in the opening race. He's continuing yep. to win. Uh, Gawler Cup winner, of course. We've got Fly for Tricks, Major Major, Jack Swell, all competing in race number four. Actually, race four is a cracker because there's only five of them, but uh, they've all got a hope. Yeah, absolutely. I expect to see a lot of these dogs, as we mentioned, through those feature races in December. Uh, high quality field race four, as you mentioned, all five of those have so much ability. It was great to see Jackswell back into the winners list. And if anyone was on track on Thursday night, they would have seen the absolute greyhound craftsmanship, if you call it, of Cam Butcher when mm. Jackswell got away from him. Yeah. Um, and perhaps most people might have just before um, before the race, uh, you know, after the preview, got away from him. He was away from about fifteen meters. Some people might run towards the dog and the dog will just take off. Cam Butcher, quick as a flash, took his hat off, mm. put it on the ground. Dog came straight back to him. Amazing um, yeah. affinity he has with the Greyhound. But it was great to see him back in form. And and also on the night race three, Tim, Frankie Boy, he's, a, such a, he's a developing into a high-profile uh, Greyhound. He didn't have a lot of luck last start over the 700. 
drawn box one, expect a better run from him over the 7.30. I know Clint Trengove has a high opinion of him. All right, what's your best for the program, Sean? Best for the program. Now, I know everyone will be listening for this part of the program. Just move it along the dial to this part. So not so much for mine, more so for yours, Tim. Uh, Race nine, number five, George the First is my best bet. It's the most even race on the program, I think. So I think you can get some pretty good odds about him. Uh, not a scrap of luck last start. He was going to lob second or third early, got turned sideways on the first turn, ended up running fifth. He's a very strong type. He's going to get a beautiful card across with Victor Kurt, put him right in the race. So race nine, number five, George the first All for right. me. And I like race 10, number eight, hot Spartan. I think he's well boxed uh, Thursday night. See you smile me up. It might be able to get over and lead and, might be able to drag Hot Spartan across. See you smile. Defeated him last time, yep. but Hot Spartan's got box number eight, which I think will suit him there on Thursday night. So you're with race nine. I'm with uh, race 10. So hopefully we go home yep. with some money, Sean. Um, that's the preview. That's, of course, thanks to the four nights of Christmas at Angle Park in December. Looking forward to the Brian Johnston final there on Thursday night. The interview. Okay, our interview this week is with Lee Barber. Uh, Lee, of course, has got Zinfandel Bart in the final there on Thursday night. Uh, hello, Lee. How are you? I'm well, thanks, guys. How are we? Very good, thanks. You've got Sean Matheson and uh, Tim Edwards. Um, congratulations on making the final there Thursday night, Cherylee. Um What are you expecting with Zinfandel Bart? Oh, we would be absolutely delighted if he did, did actually win or place. Um, just to have him in the race is unbelievable because we really didn't think we'd get into the track to start with. Yeah, right. What, what, what happened there? As a pup, he actually had to have a have an operation on his um, wrist. So to get him to race is just incredible, to be honest. Yeah, right. Because there wasn't a big chance that he could do it with the injury that he had. But we put an awful lot of hard work into him and... Um, he seems to have stood up quite well at the moment. Well, he's only had five starts for three wins, so you've got him going well, haven't you? Well, yes. It's a team effort between my husband and I and Gavin Harris because mm. um, we're all part owners of the dog, and I actually bred him. And I bred uh, his sister, who's also in the race, Nikki. Yeah. Timberdale Nikki. Mm. So Gavin trains her. So, yes, so we're rather excited. As a team, we're extremely excited. Okay, which one? Uh, which one was the, uh, I guess, the better one early on, Zinfandel Nikki or Bart? Uh, Zinfandel Nikki, the better one out of the litter. Unfortunately, we lost in a tragic incident, which right. was Zinfandel Boris. Okay, he was a litter mate, um, and he came out, and he was. I think he could have been anything. Uh, Gavin was pretty certain that he would be anything. So my husband keeps telling Bart at the moment to win Thursday night for his brother. Well, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Does he have to lead, do you think, to win, or can he come from behind? I think he's a pretty strong dog. Um, if he's close on the heels, I think he stands a good chance. I'd love to see him be able to jump like he did last Thursday night. Mm. If he leads, it'll be catch me. Yeah, I think uh, so. I think, I, if he, I think if he leads too, Cheryl Lee, I don't think there's too many in the race that can beat him. Well, I'm hoping if he manages to jump, but you've got to remember too, you've got the likes of Earthworm Jim and Nike Apache are pretty good dogs mm. and they've got the experience of racing over in Melbourne as well and you can never rule out a Ben Rawlings dog either. No, no. 
um, and, and with Zinfandel, Bart, um, he's only had the three wins so far. Do you think last win was the most impressive? Oh, yes. Yes, I think it was. Um, we're, well, Gavin Harris is a very quiet man and um, he doesn't say very many words, but I think him and I nearly lifted the roof off upstairs at Chase's last week. Mm. We were screaming that loud for him when, mm. he, when he hit the front. I think we lifted the roof off, and uh, Gavin actually high-fived me after the race. <laughs> so I think just quietly, as two trainers and owners of the dog, we were extremely excited, and to, as I said, to bring Bart up from the injury that he had when he was a younger pup to get into this to win his last three is just unbelievable for us as trainers. Yeah, con- congratulations, Sherilyn, in making the final. Just with Bart... Uh, he, he is very hard to get past. He's shown his last two starts in particular leading throughout, and he fought back at his first maiden win to win. Um, I think most people in the semi-final thought Nike Apache was going to loom up off the back and uh, probably go past Bart, but, gee, he, he fought on really well. And 30-61 around Angle Park um, as the fastest qualifier, that's, he's, he's, impro- he's improving all the time. Well, that's what we're hoping. We're hoping that he's, he's going to be keep on improving the way he is. Um, as I said, his brother Boris was the same. First couple of starts, he didn't do too well. And um, he just, each race, he seemed to, the race smarts just keep, kept coming. And he just and started to get better and better with race experience. And I'm hoping that's what's happening with young Bart as well. And it's going to be the first time that he comes from the, the middle draw. He's, he's sort of drawn out wide or, or close in. Um, again, is it, is it more about him just if he can begin, the, the he can offset that just with his speed if he begins? I think if he begins, yes. And when I actually, I know we probably would have liked the Nicky to be where he is and uh, Bart to be where Nicky is. But in saying that, their mother, Zinfandel Zara, her favourite box seemed to be box five, so I'm hoping yep. he might be a chip off the old block. Mm. Mm. How many dogs are you training, Shirley, at the moment? Um, I've got four that are uh, that I'm training, and I've just sent uh, another two pups away to be broken in that I bred myself yep. from Dashing DD and um, so and Spring Gun pups. So I'm hope no, actually my Redeemer and um, Dashing DD. So, so we've got Bedrock Fred. Yes, I was, going to, back from I was going to ask you about Freddie and uh, how long before we see him again? Well, we're hoping he seems to be, he's raring to get onto the track. He's a dog that likes to compete. Mm. He's absolutely climbing out of his skin at home in the kennels because he just wants to run. So we're hoping maybe December, we'd like to have him ready for these races, these special races are coming up. Mm. But um, we'll just have to take it day by day as we put him around the track to see if he stands up to it. How did he handle the trip up to Queensland and back? Did that put him off a little bit or? No, I think he came back as fat as a, fat as a pig. But <laughs> <laughs> I think he liked the tucker up there in the warm weather because it was in the middle of winter that he relished the weather and the food. I think he was getting fed a little bit better. Mm. Um, he did come back because he is a dog that t- likes to race on the lean side, if you know what I mean, because mm. we've tried him both ways. We've tried putting weight on him, and he doesn't cope with it when he's running. So, yep. But he is he is a dog that likes competition. So yeah. 
whether he's competing another against another dog or he's competing against us on the quad bike. He just likes to chase. Okay. All right. Well, we can't wait to see him back at the track in December. And, and, and best of luck to you there on Thursday night with your runner, Zinfandel Bart. And hopefully he can find the lead for you and um, you can get another high five from Gavin and get the main result there on Thursday night. I think Gavin would like me, like it to be the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd like the, the Nicky to come first. But either way, I think we'll we'll all be ecstatic if we can actually make it into the top three. Mm. Yeah, best of it luck. It would be a dream come true. Best of luck, Shirley, Thursday night. Thank you very much, guys, and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Shirley. Yeah. Shirley Barber, our guest there with Zinfandel Bart. He's got a great chance uh, in the final there on Thursday night, Sean. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really look. <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Really mm. looking forward to the race. Um going to be a great addition of the Brian Johnson. It always is every year. Yeah. So I encourage everyone to get out there on the Thursday night. My thro- my voice is about to go, Tim. Yeah. But, okay. Um, well, I was going to mention, yeah, so that'll be happening Thursday night. We'll have um, your best bet there on the program there, race nine, number five. I like race 10, number eight. Um, and we look forward to that big night there on Thursday night. Absolutely. And just for the listeners out there, um, they'll notice, Tim, that we're going to see a little bit more of you and, and Brenton Yates on yeah. uh, through our Twitter and mm. socials with mm. Greyhound Racing SA. We're doing going to be doing a little bit more with you boys uh, uh, as we progress the rest mm. of this year and into next year. And it went it kicked off with a bang with their little two-minute sort of previews before our Mondays and Thursdays. It, it's working really well. Yeah, look, it's something different. We're bringing into 2022. We're going to have a bit of a callers segment where we give uh, – a bit of a, a very short preview of what we think our best bet, um, quaddy bet, value bet, uh, etc. Uh, basically what we think uh, we would, would play as a punter. Um, obviously giving that out to the public through uh, GRSA's Facebook and Twitter accounts. Um, obviously you've got Todd Gray giving his tips as yep. well, which won't change either. This will just be an added opinion of the program. Yep. Um, so far so good. We've been two weeks and, and Yatesy and I have both found some good price winners. Uh, we hope that continues. But on top of the tipping, we're also going to be looking at doing in some interviews. Yeah. This Thursday night, we're going to launch our first interview before the feature race. Uh, yep. Gavin Harris will be our guest. That'll be great. Uh, which we'll publish online as well, uh, talking about his chances there in the uh, the feature on Thursday night. And there's, there's other really exciting things that we're looking at doing next year that's going to profile the trainers a lot more. Yep. Um, now, Gamby is also going to get uh, a bit of a boost as well because we'll be heading down there to do some interviews uh, for the Cup and the Heat programs. We're actually going to be calling those races down there as well. Excellent. So yep. uh, there's, a, there's a lot to look forward to next year. Um, and if you're a trainer in South Australia, expect a phone call at yep. some point because Yates and I will be knocking on your door looking to do some stuff with you. Well, Tim, I mean, you've been fantastic with hosting the dog cast and it's great that you and Yatesy and Yates, you'll do a bit of hosting of the dog yeah. cast as well. Yep. Um, great to have both of you blokes in a bit more increased capacity with mm. Greyhound Racing and really uh, pushing the sport forward. Um, Todd Gray does a great job on Twitter, and this just adds to it. So really looking forward to what you guys can bring in the, in the, coming, in the coming year. Yeah, what we're looking at doing is profiling the trainers more, giving them more exposure, but at the same time, increasing the turnover. Yep. Um, and, that, and that's what we want. We want people betting responsibly on Greyhound Racing in South Australia. And, and more tips you can give, the, the better. The more information you can give, the better. Um, so we think it's going to be a real winner. We've started the last two weeks and, and we'll roll into the new year as well. So really looking forward to it. But, Sean, that's been a great uh, show of the Dogcast. We'll be back in yep. a couple of weeks' time. Yatesy will be steering the ship on that one. Yep. I'll be back for the show just prior to Christmas. Um, so looking forward to it. It's all coming up in the next few weeks. All right, Tim, looking forward to our next edition. Thanks, Sean. 